Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Tuesday, June 7th, 2022. Stand up for your country. There's a lot of stuff going on this week, but I want to be very precise in my reportage. As usual, I don't want to mislead you. So we're going to put off a few stories until tomorrow because we're still working on them. I'm going to run them down so you know where we are. Um, We are watching the San Francisco District Attorney recall vote, as you know, um, Bodine, I think he's going to be booted. We should have that by tomorrow. It might be close, but um, we should have that. Then there's this migrant caravan. The reporting about this is all over the place. I don't have it nailed down yet, but it's heading to the southern border. The Mexicans aren't doing anything to stop it, uh, which is totally different from the last year of the Trump administration. I'll explain that a little bit later on. But we're going to get the precise uh, situation of the caravan. We'll have that for you tomorrow. And then George Soros, we're investigating what he's doing already, pouring tens of millions of dollars into the midterm elections. And we got very specific stuff here. And we'll have that tomorrow, uh, along with a guest who's tracking this as well. But the uh, talking points memo this evening is about the continuing campaign against violence in America, a very, very serious subject. So there is a gun control campaign emerging. It's not yet in the consciousness of Americans, but it is there. And it centers around a 15-year-old girl named Hattie Pendleton, who marched in President Obama's second inaugural parade. She was a very popular girl in Chicago. She was shot and killed on a playground there, an innocent victim of gang violence. Now, Hadidi's uh, childhood friends decided to commemorate her death by wearing orange, the colors hunters wear to protect themselves um, while on the hunt. So the movement is orange-based. When you hear about orange, you know this is a gun control situation. Now, I don't think most people know that or the genesis of it, But it's emerging, and it's emerging um, most prominently in the sporting community, professional sports. So um, Golden State Warriors coach Steve Kerr was in the finals. Um, He wore an orange, there it is, and gun violence T-shirt at a pregame news conference. Pusher, what he calls proven laws that are waiting to be passed. Proven laws that are waiting to be passed. What might they be, Mr. Kerr? Uh, He doesn't know. And if he knows, he's not telling. So why would you have a press conference wearing an orange shirt with end gun violence if you don't know what these proven laws that are waiting to be passed are? That sounds like Joe Biden. Somebody got to tell Mr. Kerr. And lastly, Kerr wrapped it up because the biggest thing I think is to vote. All right. Voting is good. But vote for whom? What do you want, Coach Kerr? He doesn't say. Let's go on to uh, San Francisco Giants manager Gabe Kapler. And I saw Kapler, didn't talk to him, when I was out in the uh, baseball game, the Met-Giant game, a couple of weeks ago. Well, Kapler is not coming out for the national anthem, okay? He's protesting that because of the gun violence. Um, But what does he want? Well, so far, Kapler has not articulated what, what does he want. He, he doesn't know. 
Let's go on to San Francisco Spurs head coach Greg Popovich. He's a very liberal man, often outspoken on liberal causes. So he says, uh, how many more is it going to take, referencing uh, gun victims, uh, get off your ass and do what? What do you want, Coach Popovich? He doesn't say. All right, finally, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, one of the biggest names in the NFL. He's at least honest. He says the violence has to stop, he tweeted to his 2 million followers. But he says, quote, you want to make sure that we're holding people accountable and that we do whatever the steps are. I don't know the steps, unquote. Well, at least he's honest. He doesn't know. And neither do any of these other people. So in my mind, it's good to protest. Even if I disagree with your protest, I honor it in this country. But you've got to know what you want and what is realistic and what is constitutional and what works. They don't. And it's, it's frustrating for me. Neither do the politicians. And they're the worst. They're much worse than these sporting guys. These guys are jocks. Okay? Yeah, they could educate themselves. They could watch the no-spin news or listen to it every night. And then they'd be a lot smarter if they did. But the politicians, I mean, let's go to New York where I am right now. So the governor, Hochul, Kathy Hochul, she passed a law that says if you are 18, you can't buy a high-powered rifle. Okay, a semi-automatic rifle, an AR. You can't buy it. You got to wait till 21. Okay, fine with me. Fine with me. Most 18-year-olds are dopey. I was. You probably were too. 21? All right. I don't mind that. But listen to this stat. 90% of suspects arrested on gun charges in New York State in 2020 were released on bail, 90% on gun charges. And Hochul's fine with it, fine with it. That's insane. Here's Mayor Adams, go. People no longer believe that you can't do a shooting in the city. You do a profile on all of these individuals here. You're going to see prior gun possession, prior shootings just coming out. No one takes criminal justice seriously anymore. These bad guys no longer take them seriously. They believe our criminal justice system is a laughing stock of our entire country. And it is. And Hochul's a phony and Hochul's incompetent. This is the present governor who's got a primary in a couple of weeks. All right. Oh, we'll stop those 18-year-olds, but we're going to let all the gun criminals out on bail. Sometimes two, three hours on no bail, I should say. That makes any sense to anybody on the planet? These politicians are craven. Word of the day, C-R-A-V-E-N, craven. Oh, geez, infuriates me, infuriates me. Thousands of people being killed. There are two main reasons why. Drug gangs, primarily African-Americans, and loons who go into schools and churches and mow people down. And the drug gangs are responsible for far more murders 
than the loons. But both groups have to be dealt with in an effective way. And the only way to do it is to federalize all gun crimes. That's it. You hear that in Congress? You hear that from Kathy Hochul? No. They don't want to solve it. They don't. And they're incompetent and they're dishonest. All right, let's get to Biden. Schedule today, 245, one thing. He signed into Law 9 bipartisan bills that help vets. Good. That's all he did. Now, we can't figure out when he's going to, uh, when he's going to L.A. for the Summit of the Americas, which is another farce, because Obrador, the Mexican guy, who's the most important part of the summit because it's his country that's so blank and corrupt, he didn't show up insulting Biden. So Biden's going to be on Jimmy Kimmel on Wednesday. I told you I'm going to analyze that whole thing on Thursday for you. Uh, We don't know when he's going. I guess he's going to land in in, uh, Los Angeles on Wednesday in mid-afternoon, but he's supposed to do some kind of ceremony. I don't know. (laughs) He'll be out there. But why isn't he there now? He should be there now. It's Tuesday. Why aren't you there? This is important. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Okay. Uh, Biden going to sign a declaration on migration means nothing. Total BS. Total ridiculous. All right. um, We have Kelly Ann Conway uh, on deck. She's warming up in a bullpen. She just threw a slider that was really nasty. She'll be here in a moment, but I want to run down one more thing before we get to her. The January 6th committee... Uh, is going to have a primetime hearing on Thursday evening. There are seven Democrats and two hate Trump Republicans on this committee. The hate Trump Republicans are, of course, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. All right. That's it. That's all. Everybody knows this is a politicized committee. Everybody knows it's only in business to try to prevent Donald Trump from running for president again. That's what it's there for. Okay. Now, I said yesterday, You got hard evidence that Mr. Trump contrived or condoned that riot at the Capitol building. I want to hear it, but I don't want to hear your BS. I don't want to. So I'm going to tune in for five minutes up top. If I don't get a headline or something new, I'm gone. I'm going to reruns of Dancing with the Stars or something. I'll watch anything. Now, Fox News is not taking it. (laughs) Now, they're smart because the Fox viewer doesn't want to see this. 
And so they'll get the highest ratings because the other five, all three networks, PBS, so that would be six, and MSNBC and CNN will take it. And hopefully, they're hoping that Trump will be bloodied. But, and Fox Business will take it, but not Fox News Channel. So, uh, you know, interesting decision. If I were doing a factor now, I would anchor the factor and I would do two updates, maybe three, depending on information flow. But I wouldn't blow out the hour because I think it's going to be propaganda. I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I'm hoping that we learn something because I'm not a partisan person. I don't want to protect people, including Donald Trump, who did something wrong. If he did something wrong, I want to know about it. But right now, after all this time, they got nothing. I've seen nothing. And I know this story as well as anybody knows it. All right. uh, One more thing. Proud Boys, a far right group, five of them are indicted now by the federal authorities for seditious conspiracy and eight other charges. So they're in huge trouble. All five defendants being held um, right now. I don't know the bail situation, but there you haven't made it. There's a hearing on June 9th. Um, These guys should get bail. I think they should get, it's probably going to be high, but they should get it. All right, the aforementioned Kellyanne Conway is in Washington, D.C. She has a brand new book. You know about it. You've heard about it. Here's the deal, a memoir, doing very, very well um, across the country. And she, of course, is a former senior, very important word, senior counselor to President Trump. Hey, nice to uh, see you. I'm glad you're taking the time to talk with us. It's great to see you in the no spin zone. You know, nobody says that to me. It's great to see you. You're one of the few people on the planet who's ever said that to me. (laughs) All right. Trump wants to run for president again. You know it. I know it. Yes. Big picture. Is that a wise thing for him and the country? Well, the country is suffering under his successor, Joe Biden. I mean, everywhere you look, they don't do anything well. Every poll, including if not especially, Bill, the media polls prove that. People are telling them inflation, gas prices, infant formula, immigration, border security, Ukraine, all of these issues, crime and drugs have gone to the top and Biden is ignoring the will of the people. So I think Trump is like the rest of us. He sees all the problems that are happening in this country and he would like to get in there and solve and fix them. Also, for President Trump, there's an awful lot of finished business that he intended to tackle in his second term. And so he would like that second term. Now, whoever runs, and Trump will have to decide first, but whoever runs needs to run on the America First agenda. That's a given. This is the issue set. These are the policy prescriptions. These are the promises delivered upon that help this country reach energy independence and unemployment rates and a booming economy, particularly pre-COVID. And frankly, we were doing better around the globe under President Trump with trade deals. Iran and China were more at bay. They weren't salivating. Iran wasn't salivating at Israel as a nuclear capable nation. Um, Obviously China and Kim Jong-un, Vladimir Putin was not in Ukraine and the list goes on and on. So he would like to do it. Um, He's gonna have to navigate how much hate there is out there and how much uh, people are going to lie and cheat to try to keep him from being the president again too. Okay, Um, but that's the problem. So uh, the Trump, administration was successful, in my opinion. Um, And I think I'm as well versed on this as anybody. The four history shows that we did, um, we had everything put out there. But 
And this is a big but. He's so polarizing that a guy like Governor DeSantis of Florida might more easily beat the Democrats, because I don't think Biden's going to run again, um, than a polarizing guy like Trump. Is that argument, does it have any validity? Well, a few things. First of all, Ron DeSantis has been an incredible governor of Florida. There's no question about it. He's raised $100 million. He's on track to have a monster reelection in the fall, which is great for him, for Florida, and for the country because DeSantis won with less than 50% of the vote 40 years ago. So it shows, Bill, that if you push back on woke culture, if you push back on all these draconian, Byzantine COVID restrictions, if you make your state a hospitable place for individuals and businesses, good things happen, including to you at the ballot box. I will say this though, if I were Ron DeSantis, I would tell the donors, please stop mentioning my name because the donors are always wrong. I love the donors, they're successful people in life and in business, but they always pick the wrong candidates and they certainly never saw Donald Trump coming. If Ron DeSantis wants to run and he is running on the America First agenda, I think if Donald Trump doesn't run, he has a good shot. Right now, the people who are going to run against Trump- Wait, 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 let me stop are you. In you, the think, you think if DeSantis announced he wants to run for president, Trump wouldn't run against him, wouldn't No, 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 I said if Trump doesn't run, DeSantis could consider Right, because I don't I think, think DeSantis, DeSantis will primary Trump. Now, I agree my, with you completely. In completely my last agree. conversation with, well, it wasn't my last. I had a conversation two days ago with, with uh, the former president, but before that, I said, you'd be wise, in my humble opinion, and you know how humble I can be, um, mm -hmm. to put DeSantis on the second, so it'd be Trump DeSantis, all right? Because that would calm down the anti-Trump Republicans. And there are, you know, a lot, of, a lot of Republicans that don't want to go through the chaos that we went through last time. Now, one of them would have to move out of Florida, but DeSantis could move up to southern Georgia easy, and Trump could come back to New York if he wanted to. But I think that would be an overpowering ticket. I don't think anybody's going to of note. I don't think Mike Pence is going to primary Trump because Trump has so much money. He could just overwhelm them. And, and the MAGA stuff is, is very, very uh, powerful. I don't know anybody's going to dent that. But the question remains, Donald Trump's weakness is he polarizes the country. He's never going to unite the country in a million years. So is that the best remedy for the United States having him run again? A few things. First of all, the current regime has divided the country even worse. I think they have just taken our cultural cleavages, Bill, and they have ripped them bare and laid them bare. And this unifier, Joe Biden, is not. So remember, these choices are not this one or not this one. These are binary choices. And I think Biden, who would, I disagree with you a little bit, he wants to be the nominee next time. I don't think There's the Democratic no Party has... There's I don't no think they way. have the guts to get rid of him, though. I think he'll be primaried from the left. But who are they going to put there? Kamala Harris, who's in a no-show. He's not even going to die. He's not even going to bother with it. He's Jill is going to take him by the hand and go. You know, honey, we're going to go back to Delaware and have a nice life. He's not going to do him. it. He should have done that originally, Bill, because if you love someone that much, you should say, "Let's go enjoy the last few years uh, cognitively Look, challenged." The man is friends. declining rapidly before right, the before nation's eyes. eyes. Everyone knows he cannot do the job. But you know, this, Kellyanne, yeah. I'm a simple man. You know that as well as anybody knows it. All right, I have one question. Name one thing that President Biden has improved in this nation in 17 months in office. Just Absolutely that. nothing. Not right. one thing. I wish now, I could tell you. Even his biggest supporters, some of whom live on my block, can't name one. Now, let's get to your book. 
Um, so I read the book, and I'm so busy that I had to stay up late at night to do it. One of the things that you uh, were better at than all of the other White House pinheads that were running around for the four years, not including Mr. Trump in this, the advisors, is that you could handle the media pretty well. Um, number one, do you resent the media in America? I resent them believing their job is to get the president rather than get the story. And in getting President Trump, that included his family and his senior advisors and their families. And these are thin-skinned, troubled, terrified people living in glass houses, judging the rest of us. And I also so you don't, resent you don't like you don't have any use for most of those media people. You think they're have, in the I don't have use for most tank. of them. I don't. And, and, and here's the other reason why, Bill. So, of course, they didn't want Donald Trump to win in 2016. They didn't vote for him to win. But there was something more at play here. They sure. were shocked and embarrassed that he did win. And there was almost this immediate revenge factor on that. We must re-embarrass the people who embarrassed us. And I think there's a little naivete by me and my boss and others at the very beginning, like, hey, we have joint custody of the country with, you know, we're going to share joint custody of the nation with the media for the next 48 years. Let's try to get the message out. And my, look, my audience is never the liberal anchor sitting across from me. It's the people. There are people out there who, but for voices like ours, are not going to have certain pieces of information they need and certain facts and figures they rely upon. But I'll right. tell you, they, you know, it's a shame. They're not all bad. But I think it, right now the mainstream media attracts a certain person who lives on social media. They tweet and like each other's tweets all day. That's not even reported. They're not even editors on social media. Yeah, it's a club. And they're not interested in the facts. Club. Right. Um, <laughs> did you get angry inside? You kept your composure outside. But did you get angry? Because basically when you were interviewed by the national media, they were trying to trap you. Sure. They're trying to get you to say something that made your boss, Donald Trump, look bad. That was it. You're absolutely right. They weren't trying to get information out of you because they considered you a propagandist for Trump. They were trying to trap you. Did that make you angry? No, I don't get angry. It's befuddling to me because it's a sugar high for them. And they usually, they most of the time didn't get their way. So I have chapter 19 in my new book, Here's the Deal, is called Alternative Hacks. And I talk about that very thing, how... There I am, very first person to ever do uh, Sunday shows. I did all three network Sunday shows, ABC, CBS, NBC, from the White House North Lawn. No notes, no net, no staff in the freezing cold, looking into a blank camera with these three anchors. And I talked for 38 minutes, Bill, 38 minutes about the president's agenda, what was on tap for that first week, how inauguration weekend had gone. Of course, they all wanted to know about Sean Spicer and, and the inauguration crowd. And they very clearly said, I'm not a big... I'm not a big crowd size girl. I think that presidents are judged ultimately by their economy and their national security, foreign yeah, you, policy. You had always good, good perspective. Blah, blah, blah. I talked, so I said alternative facts by accident. I didn't mean to change the relationship of the United States government and her citizenry in broad daylight with the White House behind me. And yet it became this whole thing. And I put it in the book called Alternative Hacks. Why? You'll appreciate this because I talk about how for two and a half seconds, I say something that I immediately cleaned up, walked back, didn't intend, no intent there. And they spent two and a half years, not seconds, weeks, or months, two and a half years looking for Russia collusion to have swung an election. So I find some of them to be um, unethical, if not reprehensible, and dishonest. They never apologize. No. If they have 
correct. It's in it's in a small correction in print. You'll never see it. Well, they oh, were they were far. doing they were doing what their bosses told them to do. That's, that's oh, yes. the bottom line. Last question. And you write about this in the book, but I don't want to be intrusive on this subject because it's just wrong. Um, your job took a toll on your marriage. So your husband is not a Trump supporter, to put it mildly. Uh, no, I think George's reaction to my job took a toll on my marriage. My job certainly didn't. Okay, so um, you have children. Once my job, one's my marriage. He decided to change his mind about Donald Trump and me. Uh, you Just the facts are important here. George urged, if not insisted, I take my shot in 2016, Bill, when Mr. Trump asked me to be campaign manager. George was there on election night crying in his black MAGA hat at the New York Hilton. He, like me, accepted a big job by President-elect Trump in the administration. He was supposed to be the head of the civil division at the Department of Justice. That's a big job. And he accepted it. He was interviewing staff. He was checking out his office. So people need to understand the facts. This is not Carville and Madeline. This is not George. But, but I'm more interested in you and your kids. I don't care about him. Um, when that kind of tension is in the home, it takes a toll. Yes, I try to protect my kids from that, which is why I never responded in kind or at the time. So I wasn't tweeting back at George. I had the tweeting men in my life, Donald Trump and George. But, you know, the president was very good to me, Bill. He could have asked me to leave. He could have said, this is too much for us. I love you. You're part of our extended political family. But I got to worry about Vladimir Putin, not George Conway's tweets. He protected me. and He was always worried about my children, always, especially when the media mob came for those kids, which will never be forgotten or forgiven. But um, I also, you know, as a mother, my first, my first, my first job always is uh, to protect my four children. They are the four chambers of my heart, and I did the best I could, including leaving the job on my terms and my timeline that I loved very much, Bill. But I did that. Yeah, you to have a good line. Less, less drama, drama, more mama. mama. That was <laughs> yes. that's a good line. All right, the book Thank is "Here's the Deal," a memoir by uh, Kellyanne Conway. As I said, I've, I held my interest, and uh, I hope you check it out. Kellyanne, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. There's a big soiree on Long Island. I'm going to drop in and cause trouble. And I'm glad you are. Nice. I look forward to it. Thanks, very thanks nice for of you having to help me. Us out. Sure. Bye. Okay. Um, here's some good news. Uh, Sloan Kettering, in my opinion, is the best cancer hospital in the world. And they recently did a test on 18 patients that had a rectal cancer, which is a vicious form of the disease. And all 18 are in remission because of a new drug put out by GlaxoSmithKline. Problem is, the drug uh, costs $11,000 per dose. And this is the problem, is that medical science is making tremendous advances, but nobody can afford it. And you know insurance is gonna pick up the tab for this. So there's gonna be like, a, I think there's gotta be a national fund, a cancer fund. The research is getting there where the cures are being developed. But now it's too expensive to, for most people to get the cord. So maybe all the cancer funding goes into a fund to help those people. Just thinking ahead. There is also advance being made on breast cancer. So I wanted to just highlight uh, that those things are in play. Uh, there's a follow-up on a Philadelphia shooting on a Saturday at 11.30 p.m. in the city of brotherly love, which is baloney. There's no brotherly love in Philadelphia anymore. So we try to get uh, the police to tell us about the suspects. They would not. But now we have finally learned both suspects are gang members and African-Americans. All right. 
The three uh, victims killed in Philadelphia Saturday night are all African-American. The 10 wounded are African-American, one white wounded. Now, we could not get that. It took us three days to get that information. It's another gang-related shooting. All right, cops say five guns were used. And I'll tell you what, Krasner, the DA in Philadelphia, he's not going to do anything. I mean, you got to prosecute these guys now, but I guarantee you they all have rap sheets all day long. So we're on it. Now, here's a story that's still a little murky. So recently in Dallas, Texas, where I worked at Channel 8 WFAA in the early part of my career, there was an event at a bar called Mr. Mister. That bar is, uh, features drag shows. So kids were taken to, these, to this show by their parents, I guess. We're trying to track down who dragged the kids into Mr. Mister. I'm going to show some videos. It's a little bit objectionable. But you got to know what's in play here. All right, so roll the, roll the tape on the video. So the kids show up, and the drag show, and you can see, look those, 10, 10 years old, 9 years old? That's a drag queen right there. And the kids are watching all this. It's a party for them. They don't know. They don't know what any of this is. Um, but why, why is this happening? Why? For what? I don't know. So now um, there's a proposed law. You know, first of all, number one, I would, if I were the mayor of Dallas, I'd shut that Mr. Mr. down and investigate what the deuce was going on. But the mayor of Dallas will not do that because then he'd be accused of being homophobic or whatever. Not to say drag queens are gay. They're not always gay, but you know what I'm talking about. Now, the state has got to look at the license for this club. They got to look at it. What was that? I'm not sure yet about all the details and who was there, why they were there, but I know it's a big deal. Okay. Um, cancel culture at Georgetown University. A professor there um, scolded Joe Biden for saying that he was going to nominate an African-American woman to the Supreme Court. That professor was suspended for his opinion. All right. His name is Ilya Shapiro. Uh, he was suspended. Now, he was exonerated after months and months and months, but he was vilified, and now he's quit. And here's what he says. We'll put this up full screen uh, on the radio. You can listen to my um, quote. Georgetown is not a place that values intellectual diversity, freedom of speech, tolerance, respect, good faith. A place that excludes dissenting voices that undermines equal opportunity. It's not a place that anyone who dissents in any way from prevailing orthodoxies can thrive, unquote. Now, Georgetown used to be one of the best universities in the country, and its law school was excellent. Totally woke down. Now it's a place of paranoia and fear. Jesuit-run university. You ought to be ashamed. Okay. Uh, this day in history, June 7th, 1976, New York Magazine publishes a story entitled The Tribal Rights of the New Saturday Night. This was 46 years ago. The Tribal Rights of the New Saturday Night. It was an article. Guess what it morphed into? Roll the tape.
All right, Saturday Night Fever came out of that article. Uh, the movie uh, in today's dollars grossed $228 million. The album by the Bee Gees, $50 million sold. And the disco era came in. Okay? So, it's a very interesting story. This happened in 1976, and the disco era swept the country until the early 1980s when AIDS came in. AIDS killed disco. Now, disco is controversial, um, no doubt about it. But here's the kicker on this article. The guy who wrote it, Nick Cohn, made it up. He made the whole thing up. The whole article he fabricated. He's a British journalist, and he admits it. There wasn't anything true about it. And it ignited the disco era that uh, people, baby boomers certainly remember the disco era. Billions of dollars made. Okay, good mail segment and a final thought that, you know, we try to do the final thoughts that uh, are interesting to you to hold you through the whole broadcast. I think this one will be. Uh, and if it isn't, you can scold me. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. We'll be right back. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Okay, here is the mail. John Russell, Springfield, Missouri. My sister and brother-in-law, the two most liberal people I know, both think Biden's doing an incredible job across the board. When asked about inflation, gas prices, the border crime, they change the subject and talk about how terrible Trump was. Okay, but that crew is diminishing, John. All right, now Biden's in the mid-30s approval rating. It's diminishing. Wes, concierge member, Wes gets uh, direct access to me. Bill, I know three people who support Biden, an architect with 10 cats. 
<laughs> an associate designer in my office and an 80-year-old friend, they are entrenched. People believe what they want to believe. Melissa Hensley, Olympia, Washington, capital of that state. To say the Biden administration is incompetent at 53, I've witnessed so much in my lifetime. I've never seen this kind of stuff before. Certainly feels intentional. Well, some of the conservative uh, websites and commentators believe that Biden is taking, tanking the country on purpose. I do not believe that. I think he's just incompetent. Wally Clark, Roseville, California. Bill, just listen to The View. Whoopi and the gang are saying it's not Biden's fault. Why would I listen to The View? Why? There's no reason. Two million people tune in. They're all zombies. All far left zombies. That's it. There's nothing more going on there. Philip Schmaltz, Mesa, Arizona, regarding the people crossing the southern border with the help of the Biden administration. A couple of questions. Um, after they get here, where do they stay? How are they living? You have to give an address to the Homeland Security people in order to be released into this nation. The cartels know that. They tell the people you have to have written down somebody you know, a relative or a friend in the United States, and you have to give that info to Homeland Security or they'll detain you. So you could make it up. Homeland Security doesn't check it. They don't have enough people to check it. <laughs> so you just have to give it to them. It's a game. And the cartels are making millions of dollars, which is why Obrador isn't showing up in L.A. for the big conference, because he knows what's happening. Not that he'd be confronted. He wouldn't be. William Lowens, Estero, Florida, two things that are making me nervous. The migrant caravan headed north to our border and uh, sending long range missiles to Ukraine. I'll get the caravan tomorrow for you. We'll have all the facts. Missiles to Ukraine, you know. Putin has got to be contained. If I were sending missiles to Ukraine, I certainly wouldn't announce it, as the brilliant Biden people did. Mike Trezza, New York City. Bill, you made the point last week that gun regulation must come from the states. But what about New York? We, in upstate, are much different than in Manhattan. Okay, but there's no other solution. It's either the federal government regulates the law or the states regulate the law according to our Constitution. It's not sections of states. I understand the point, but there's no remedy to it. Gary, concierge member, it's impossible to obtain the truth anymore. My local paper runs nothing but AP stories. There you go. That's why you're watching me, Gary. That's why you're a concierge member. I will tell you the truth. And you all know it. I mean, we're not going to do that. If on Thursday night, the January 6th committee has hard evidence, I'll report it. I'm not going to try to spin it or ignore it. I'll report it. Okay, Father's Day, come on. Give Dad the best mug in the world. Here. And we kept the price down. We have not raised the price on anything, even in this inflationary time. But the best deal of all is if you buy Killing the Killers, number one in the country again this week, oh, you get Killing the Mob free. Oh, how about that? Keep Dad quiet for about a week with both of those. And if you give Dad a premium or concierge membership, you get any of my books free. 
We're trying to help you with the money, keeping everything down, artificially low. I, I am. Because we value our audience and we want you to be as comfortable as possible. All right, word of the day, do not be an enigma, E-N-I-G-M-A, enigma. You've heard the word, but you know, look it up. Interesting word. All right, we'll be back with the final thought in a moment. It's another morning, and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems like pricey transmission and engine repairs and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash Carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash Carlson and save 20% today. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arcseedkits.com. All right, here is the final thought of the day. As you know, we have partners in covering the news, all right? And our foreign news coverage is uh, generated by a website called dailychatter.com, Daily Chatter. And if you subscribe, you get something in your email every day. It's very worthy. Stories you've never heard, and they're accurately reported. I know the guys who run it. So anyway, the Daily Chatter liked Killing the Killers, and they told all their subscribers, and I'm going to put it up on the screen, that's what they said. The book includes many dramatic and important moments in America's long-running war against Islamic extremists, including SEAL Team 6 killing of Osama bin Laden. Sadly, the war against terrorism is all too present on the global scene today, from the Middle East to Africa, as readers of Daily Chatter know all too well. And there have been hundreds of people killed in Africa by ISIS this week alone. Remember, we have troops on the ground in Africa, but public doesn't know it. It's all classified. You know who else is on the ground fighting ISIS and Boko Haram in Africa? The French Foreign Legion. All of this is detailed in Killing the Killers because we have classified information throughout the book. And um, I'm glad that Jelly Chatter, which is you know, a hard news outfit, they're not playing around, 
they know the information that we have in there is extremely worthy because you'll never hear about it. You'll never hear about it. Uh, I did say this on the radio today. As you, some of you know, we're on the radio, Coast to Coast, 300 affiliates. Uh, this uh, broadcast, and no spin news, is taken by uh, about 100 stations at night. James Earl Ray was arrested 46 years ago today for killing Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., which he did. But who helped him escape? We don't know. All of that is still classified. So somebody got James O. Ray, a Canadian passport, got him enough money, and this was a grifter who had escaped from a Missouri prison. He didn't have any money. He didn't have any assets. Somebody got him a passport and funded his flight to London where British authorities picked him up. They arrested him there. All right, so classified information prevents the folks from learning about very important stories like Islamic terrorism. So that's why I wrote Killing the Killers, best reporting I've ever done. Now, I'd love to know who is behind the James Earl Ray situation. But I don't know and I can't find out because those documents are, I think the government knows who did it. I mean, I could be wrong on that, but I think the FBI knows because Ray, you know, died in prison and he made a deal. And he said it, you know, he took back his confession, a bunch of bull. He did it. But who helped him? That, yeah, that haunts me because I'd really like to find that out. If I do find it out, then I'm going to write a book on it. But right now, I don't know. Okay, that is the No Spin News for this Tuesday. Tomorrow, big show. I hope to see you then.